Hey, listener, thank you so much for tuning in to this replay of U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. This is the second half of the show with a new guest awaiting. If you haven't done so already, be sure to listen to the first half, too. And give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning for updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby. Also, please like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a five-star review. That helps get these shows in front of more and more listeners. Now, on to our next guest. We are extremely lucky to have on tonight because uh, he'll soon be in South Africa returning to the Toyota Cheetahs. And I think right now it's about 3.35 a.m., uh, so I don't see him staying up that late for us once he gets down there. So it's all welcome. Uh, USA Scrum half, Ruben DeHaas. Hey, Ruben. Hey, guys. Uh, can you hear me? We can. We can. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so we asked Scott the same thing. How's the heat? How are you handling the heat down there? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been tough, but it's been, it's been good. <laughs> good, good. By the way, I, I spent some time in Charlotte, so um, if you want a tour of the NASCAR museum, I'll take care of you. <laughs> don't know if that's a ha- I don't know if that's a hot start or hot you know tourist uh, place for the USA team, but still, I'll take care of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, Ruben, let's get into it. Let's talk about this camp. Um, other than location heat, um, how's it going? How's the camp going? And is anything different about this camp than your past camps? Um, yeah, it's been really good. I must say it's been enjoyable. Um, Coach God's probably talked about it. We've had a lot of new faces in. Um, the energy's, energy's up and the boys are, um, yeah, we're working hard every day. Um, I think, yeah, the intensity, uh, uh, it's a lot higher than uh, we've probably been used to. Um, and we've got to spend a week now together going on our second week, so it's been good. Um yeah, and training the training intensity has been a lot higher. So yeah, um, I think the boys are really enjoying it, and yeah, we're just going day by day and doing what we need to do day by day. And, and you know, we've been looking at the, we've been analyzing the player pool. Um, Fitz and I have not worked at all this past week, just going over the player pool. Uh, <laughs> but you know, this this if you look at the scrum halves. There's only one other one listed. I know you know, with Nick McCarthy who hasn't capped yet um, for USA. I, I know there's others that can slide in if needed. Uh, even Mitch Wilson, I think, did so last year. Um, you, you're not old by any means, but do you feel an obligation to be like the senior guy out there and maybe take Nick under your wing? Um, yes and no. I mean, obviously Nick comes from um, Leinster, which is a very successful yeah. club, and, and the guys he's played around, like Jameson Gibson Park. So, um obviously it's just just a new environment for nick so just trying to make him feel as comfortable as he can or make him feel comfortable coming into camp and like getting to know him so i wouldn't say i feel like i need to take him under my wing because obviously he's been playing high level rugby Mm -hmm. so but yeah just um like him and i have chatted a lot about what we think about this and that on the rugby pitch so yeah it's been really good being able to connect with him and yeah it's been amazing having him in camp Ruben, for the the camp that's going on right now, is there is there a bigger goal say that starts now? For example, the twenty twenty seven World Cup. Or are you guys focused really here and just preparing for Romania, Portugal, and Georgia? Um, obviously that is that is there, but I think for us at the moment, obviously a bunch of new guys in camp, and we're all trying to get to know each other. And I think the most important thing is how much can we squeeze out of every day? Um, 
So I would say that's been my approach, and I think that's been a lot of the guys' approach, new coaching staff coming in with Coach Scotty. So obviously it's like we're picking picking each other's brains and just trying to get as much as we can out of every day. Mm-hmm. For We asked Scott a, a similar question, but for some of the players who were around the last year, year and a half or so, do you, some of the holdovers, do you feel like there is maybe something to prove against Portugal? Um, look, I think uh, you can probably go into that game with a bit of the chip on your shoulder or a bit of a bad taste, but at the end of the day, you kind of have to put that where I've tried at least to put that behind me. Um, that's in the past, so um, we got to focus on what we're trying to do going forward. So obviously every time you put on the jersey, you want to win, and that's that's what I want to do every time I step on onto the field with the USA jersey on. So obviously when we play against Portugal, you're going to be like, okay, I want to get this one back because that's just a competitive nature. But um, mm-hmm. I think as a group, um, yeah, like I said earlier, we're just trying to focus what we can do in the daily basis and then go from there. Uh, listeners, uh, just like we did the first half with Scott Lawrence, if you'd like to come up here and ask a question of our guest, Ruben de Haas, I can do so on the Twitter mobile app uh, by requesting the bottom left of the app and come on up and ask a question. Uh, we did have one um, holdover from the first half. Uh, he had some connection issues. Ryan Kirby, did you want to step up here for a second, or are you good? No, I'm good, guys. Sorry about that. Kind of back with <laughs> Tennessee right now. So. <laughs> Ruben, I, I appreciate you, man. No worries, Ryan. Appreciate it. Got a got a quick question for you, if you don't mind. Um, so I know getting into uh, the no um I know a lot of players try to, you know, write down their personal best and try to, you know, see if they can achieve over those during the season. Really, my question to you is, is what are your ask like what are your expectations for this year? Sorry. Think, uh, yeah, I think you were saying I think Ruben, down. I think you're saying maybe both you and the team. Yeah, yeah I said both. Um, Sorry, back connection. So for me personally, um I might just I might repeat myself, but I think for me, like I, what I've tried to tell myself every day when I've, I've I've been getting out of bed is just be your best, be the best you can today, wherever that's helping the people around you or whatever I need to do to feel like after I've done training, I've squeezed everything out of that training. That's what I'm just trying to focus on, and, and then the rest will take care of itself. So trying to train as hard as I can, be as fit as I can, help the team in whichever way I need to help the team and then for the team goals um obviously it's a it's an entire new it's almost like a new beginning for us so um yeah like again we're we're, we just got together we're learning a lot about each other so it's still very early and um we have a long way to go and I think we know that but um that's exciting for us I think so I think the boys are very excited every day to come in we're learning we've we want to play a different way and um I think it's very exciting I think I heard coach Scotty mention what like we're trying to figure out what what way we want to play and what we're trying to get after so um, yeah, that's pretty exciting for us. So uh, that's pretty much how I've been I've been thinking about every day. Yeah, thanks for that question. Okay, one more question from a listener, and we're going to move on to um, some club stuff as well. Uh, let's go to John. John, how you doing? Hey, doing well, thanks. Um, hey, Ruben, uh, big fan. Been uh, 
watching you for a couple of years now, uh, that that drop goal you drilled against Canada from like almost half field. That's one of the one of the best droppies I've seen in a while. <laughs> Thank you. Just uh, <laughs> as a nine, like who's played at the played and playing at the highest level and uh, has played with one of the best club teams in the world. I was just kind of curious, like it seems like the refs are are uh, refing the breakdown a little differently in recent years where they're like they're harder on jacklers it seems like in terms of like supporting body weight and they have to show like clear lift et cetera, et cetera. like do you think that's speed sped up the game a lot or or the way the refs are like officiating the breakdown now and in, in being like tougher on jacklers <laughs> tough question but i think um the breakdown is a very hard place to ref so it, it does get very technical yeah but i think they are always trying to speed up the game um so like you see with the like the the clocks after a try like the conversion clocks and things like that so i think they're always trying to 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 find ways to make the game a bit faster um which is a good thing um but yeah i think the the breakdown is a very very technical and difficult area to to referee so um I'm not sure if well that can it could lead to more penalties or less in a game. I don't don't really know. It can go either way. So um, I'm not sure if it is working or not working. John, great uh, great question. And and Ruben, I got to ask a quick follow up because then John asked about mentioned the drop goal and we asked Coach Scott. You know, will we does uh, Ruben have the green light to kick more drop goals? And I'm paraphrasing his words here, but essentially I think he said, so long as you guys are playing free and playing zero G, you've got the green light to kick more drop goals. So, <laughs> <laughs> can we anticipate some more 42-meter uh, drop goals out of you? <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> He's not calling it, Fitzy. He will not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to reveal the game plan quite yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so Ruben, let's talk about the second. Um, obviously, news came out um, about you a while back. You joined the Cheetahs again, but we're going to talk more about that club specifically. But let's, generally speaking, you've been involved in you know various diverse systems in your career. You know, uh, the South African side in the Cheetahs, Saracens, obviously an English environment, and then with USA and also some MLR. I mean, can you talk about some of the differences in these systems? Yeah, I think obviously all the clubs are going to have a different system and the way they play and. Um, Obviously, the cheetahs are a bit, a bit more throwing the ball around, having a crack from pretty much everywhere. And then at series, when I first got there, the first year was very structured, um, not really playing in our own half. And then the second year, we started throwing the ball around a lot, or a bit more, and it and it worked really well for us. So, obviously, I think wherever you go around the world, every every club has a different different way of mm-hmm. playing or a different way of doing their thing. So, um, yeah, but I think it's just, obviously, you have to get everyone to buy in and believe in that, and then you can be successful. And and speaking of those environments, you know, you were uh, fortunate to play and compete with and against, you know, some global superstars of the game. Uh, you know, you look at Fraunstein, you know, 88 caps, South African, you know, looking at uh, Ron PNR with the Cheetahs. Uh, and a big amount of like British and Irish Lions, uh, um, England players at Series, you know, the Owen Farrells, the Atojes, uh, et cetera. Uh, you know, which of these players, you know, improve, I'm sorry, impressed you the most uh, and why? I mean, it's, it's, it must have been amazing playing with and against these guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, very, very fortunate to be able to, to spend time with those guys. Um, 
It's a tough question because I guess you could say each and every one of them is very unique in their own way. Um, like, uh, obviously, at series like Faz, Jamie George, Marco Billy. Um, yeah, was, when I first got there, it was quite scary because I'm like, well, I watch these guys on TV every weekend and then <laughs> I'm in the same room with them. So it was quite intimidating. But I'd say probably um, the guy who impressed me the most was probably Owen Farrell. Um, it's just, to me, it was just amazing how, how much of a competitor he is and how he sets standards and he like brings every round, everyone in the club. He, he wants them to meet, meet his standards. So that was, that was quite um, unreal to be able to be in that environment around those guys for, for, for two years. And uh, I'll, like, I loved it there. I'll, I'll cherish those moments forever, but yeah, Faz, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a very, very, Big competitor, and <laughs> unreal leader, and KP seemed to have some success uh, with series. You know, uh, outside of the injuries he had, and uh, he's related to the Vunipolas, right? Yes, uh, they're cousins. Uh, that's right. So him having that family there is a, a great connection. But uh, was that something for you that was important? You know, maybe join series. You know, being with a USA teammate. You know, and, and nothing taken away from KP, but or was it more about that environment of series, and then just having KP there is just a bonus. Yeah, obviously having KP, like going into a new environment, like I didn't really know anyone besides KP. So it was awesome having someone there that I knew, um, which helped me, just helped me settle in easier and stuff like that. But um, for me, I think obviously going there, like the success that clubs had, um, the trophies they've won, like the amazing environment it is, it's a high level environment. So, I mean, for me, I would just wanted, obviously it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, mm -hmm. but... I just like I'm so glad I went there and like I so literally try to soak up everything I could so yeah I learned a lot not just on the field but off of the field as well so yeah it was an amazing experience. Ruben I want to move over and talk a little bit about the uh, Cheetahs now they're playing in the Curry Cup in South Africa but also in Europe's Heineken Cup Challenge I'm sure you're very excited to start your two-year contract back at the Cheetahs, this time in a much more senior role as when you arrived there, what, the first time as a 19-year-old. As a what, uh, what drew you back to South Africa? Yeah, obviously, uh, I think the big thing for me is I still wanted to be, be playing in Europe. Um, so um, that's going to be very exciting with them still, still being able to play in Europe. And I think for me, it's still I want to I wanna compete against the best in the world. So... Obviously, in Europe, you're you're able to do that. So yeah, I'm just really looking forward to that experience. Did you need that move to Europe, maybe to grow as a player, mature, if you may? So now with your return to uh, Bloomin' um, to Cheetahs, uh, will give you maybe a better opportunity to help lead the team, maybe uh, a tad bit older and wiser. Uh, I think a hundred percent, or I wouldn't say hundred percent, but I think I learned so much at Series. Um, that I can take with me for the rest of my career. So mm -hmm. obviously, like we said earlier, being around those guys like Faz and Mako and Bill, like um, those have, those are like Faz has been playing on the world stations. He's been 19. So like he knows the in and, in and outs and of rugby and he's, he has so much like such a good rugby brain. You're always just trying to pick his brain and soak up everything you can from him. So I think that experience was, was a really good experience for me. Yeah, we we mentioned the uh, the Heineken Cup challenge there, but I guess maybe do you feel you have 
something extra maybe to prove or extra motivation when you face those European clubs, I think, starting in early December? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I have something to like to prove or I would just say for me, it's um, just being the best I can. Um, obviously, I felt uh, I haven't been playing my like my best rugby over the the last few series with the Eagles. So um, for me, it's just being able to get back to my best. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to do that by making sure I get everything I can out of every day and trying to get back to my best. Yeah. I'm going to jump over real quick. And fans, we were really excited a couple of uh, weeks ago in MLR when it was announced that you were going to join the Houston Sabercats at the, <laughs> the end of the premiership season. I, I feel like you were literally about to hop on a flight after the Saharis win and, in the Premiership final, but then it seemed like you, you never were able to link up with Houston. What what happened there? <laughs> um, I I did try to come over um, and play a few games, but I think there was a window. I had to play so many regular season games before the postseason, and we couldn't make that happen. Okay. Because there were definitely some, some shenanigans from other MLR, MLR teams going on. I'm not going to name names or say yeah. anything. But, Those rules aren't uh, followed. Come on. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> and just another question, you know, from your experience in, in playing in MLR. What, what feedback do you get, say, from, from your friends playing in MLR? Like, what do they say and how are they experiencing uh, playing, in, playing in the league? Um, yeah, I think the boys love it. Um, obviously, you've seen, we've seen how it's grown, and like, I think it's, it's been amazing to see how guys that have been doing really well in, in the MLR have now are now coming into into the USA camp, which is which is amazing. Um, so I think the M- MLR is just going to benefit us a lot. Um, guys that are playing good rugby are getting picked for the Eagles, and at the end of the day, that's what you want. Everyone playing more rugby, and um, yeah if they're playing well get them into eagles camps all right listeners we got about five more minutes left with ruben de haas if you'd like to come up and ask a question you can do so on the twitter app on the bottom left corner you can request to get up here and we'll get you up here as soon as possible ask a question uh when you're done with your question we'll just send you back down no offense we're just uh just trying to clean things up uh for us actually for us people who are doing this whole thing so with that said oh our buddies at scrimble the earth hey guys hey hey how you doing good to see you uh, Ruben, quick question for you. Um, by the way, thanks for taking the call. Um, last year in the Challenge Cup, I think Fitzy just mentioned it, the Cheetahs were sort of an invitational team and managed to get two wins. But that, And that was two wins more than Zebre. It was two wins more than Perpignan. It was two more wins than Bayon. And that was without, like, having a single home game. You basically were itinerant, or, or the Cheetahs were itinerant throughout that whole competition. This year, you're going to have some sort of home base. Is that going to make a big difference for you in the European competition? Nice, David. Good question. Um. <sighs> Yeah, I think I think it will, but obviously it still won't feel like home because I'm pretty sure I, I know it's going to be in Amsterdam, if I'm correct. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's, it's still not going to feel like home, but obviously it will be nice to have a base where we can we can be, we can train, spend time together, and then we won't have to fly 
let's say like last year they probably had to fly the weekend before spend the week there and then uh, and then fly back to or fly to a different place so it'll be nice to just be there take a two-hour flight wherever we have to go and it won't be such long flights so logistically it'll make it much easier for us but obviously it still won't be like playing in bloom yeah amsterdam what could possibly go wrong <laughs> well, I don't think the pitch is in the green in the uh, red light district, so we're fine. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Thanks, David. All right, let's go to Alistair. Hi, Ruben. Um, so there's a lot of new players in the USA Eagles pool this time around, and I'm I'm just kind of curious who has surprised you the most of the of the new guys in the the pool which ones have you thought oh wow they're way better than i thought they were um <laughs> obviously i don't want to say oh they're way better um because obviously you see these guys playing in the mlr <laughs> and you're like okay they're doing well um but oh, man, we've got some we've got a uh, footy the winger from seattle he's came in um it's really impressed me uh, obviously i've seen him you, you watch them these guys playing in the mlr and you're like wow you never really know are the u.s eligible or not and obviously it's amazing for him to come into camp so him um even Lina latu that i played like uh stars and stripes with when i was like under 17 he's coming came over from the raptors so just guys like that that are first-time campers and uh, to, to be honest they're just um they're doing well in training so yeah it's it's just really amazing to see them in camp Nice. Thanks, Alistair. Uh, so let's we're going to wrap it up here in a second here, uh, Ruben. I know uh, I think Scott said that if you're not in bed in three minutes, uh, you're not <laughs> you're not playing next week. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we got two more questions for you. I, I want to talk about the cheetahs here again. Uh, you, your grandfather, father and you have all played for cheetahs. We all know that. And, and I think it's pretty amazing. Three generations. Nothing like keeping the family. But looking back a few years ago when you did make that debut, did it hit you right away how special that moment was? Um, yeah, I think I, before I made my debut, I was going to make my debut like a few weeks before that. And then COVID hit and then oh, yeah. it took, took forever for me to, for us to get back to rugby again. So obviously that excitement the first time, okay, I'm going to play and finally going to make my debut. Um, and then it didn't happen. So when, when I finally got to make my debut, it was really special. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I really, really, really um, enjoyed that day, and it's a it's a memory that I'll cherish forever. Ruben, I got I got to ask this question because your dad's listening in. But um, <laughs> so you, in your prime, and you take your dad in his prime, and you Ooh. guys match up on the field. Oh, I Who's like the this. better player whose team is winning. Go ahead. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm surely picking myself over my dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the fight Peter, you have a chance for a rebuttal if you'd like to step up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll talk on the back channel. I'm sure Peter will call him in like two minutes from now. How dare you, <laughs> Ruben? Man, um, seriously, uh, real quick. Now, when do you join the Cheetahs? Is it right after August matches or uh, when? Uh, yeah. yeah, right after tour. I'll be joining them. And and listeners, one of the great things about these matches is there's many of them. You can watch them. I think it's Flow Rugby has them, has the uh, uh, the European Challenge, has the uh, uh, the Curry Cup, so you can actually uh, tune in to watch Ruben play. 
which is exciting for me and exciting for uh, USA players as well to be able to watch you guys play overseas. Uh, Ruben Tossman, thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, good luck in camp and good luck uh, come up here in August. Uh, no worries. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me on and uh, thank you for, for all the support. You're welcome, man. Good luck again. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Good night. Uh, Fitzy, that's, those are two great guys. Two, two, I mean, just to have these two on, have Scott Lawrence on again, who was amazing early on the season. Uh, I mean, he, he says some great stuff about the, the new talent in the team, getting in these 18 new caps. I mean, what, what was your take on that? That was great. I loved it. I um, I really like the the zero G concept. I can't wait to you yeah. know every time we see a big player, I'm gonna be like, they're playing zero G rugby right now, you know. So <laughs> it, it took me a moment to understand what G meant, um, but because I'm like, let's go ten Gs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Twenty Gs. Twenty Gs. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I'm excited about this selection. This camp he has out there. Love the rookies out there with Colin, Sam. Hopefully, get some good playing time coming up next month. Uh, and then, you know, get Tommaso in there, get Mc, uh, McCarthy and all these guys. And I am sad to see Will and Ryan, those guys not playing anymore, and, and Marcel Brocky not in the, in the squad as well. But I'm pumped. I mean, I, I'm really excited about this roster. Yeah, I think I think you, the, the word that I'm uh, – I'm very ca- uh, cautious about this, but uh, given what's happened over the last, you know, 18 months or so, but op- optimism. I really feel like there's like this, this sense yeah. of energy, this newness to the program, maybe a revitalization, if you will. And I'm not trying to knock anything that came before, but given what happened over the last 18 months, I feel like there's a lot of optimism. And, and I'm excited to see what – you know, the fellas do in, in August against Romania, Portugal, and, and particularly Georgia. Yeah, and I think I think some fans give way too much weight in how the U20s, U18s, U23s do. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Scott, the coaches say, you know, the wins and losses are not that important at this point. Yeah, they want to get there maybe next one, next five years, whatever, and win the U20, U20 Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is about development. I'm not worried about it. I mean, we're just we're yeah. going to get there. I'm not, we're going to get there. It might yeah. take a little while to get there. Uh, and you know what? Honestly, I love having Ruben on the show. I think next time we need to come up with a joke that makes the guy actually laugh and loosen up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's great. I, I did want to ask him about um, if he actually does measurements of the, the depth of the tri zone wherever he plays. Because remember that match against Canada <laughs> yes. we used to go? Yes. <laughs> nearly so flying out the back of the tri zone. <laughs> I know. You need to play in Houston. Yeah. What's my distance? Play. Yeah. <laughs> No, but but Ruben has a lot of a wealth of uh, knowledge, and he's young. Yeah. He's still young. It's I mean, he I think he had his third cap by the time he was like 19 or something like that. It was just crazy. <laughs> um, so he's promising. I do love the depth at scrum half. I'm not. Uh, I, I do. I think guys like Ruben need someone to push them. You know, maybe have someone behind them that says, "Okay, Ruben, you need to get better." That kind of thing. And he'll he'll get it. Yeah. He'll get it with the yeah. cheetahs. He'll get it here and everything else. So it's um, yeah. I like what Ruben had to say. Agreed. Good good hour. Yeah, great hour. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a blast tonight. Special thanks to Scott Lawrence, uh, USA Rugby interim head coach. Hopefully will be full-time head coach, if you ask me, eventually. And also Ruben DeHaas, USA and to- uh, Toyota Scrum Half. Toyota Cheetah Scrum Half. I'll get that out. Uh, Ruben DeHaas for joining us. Thank you so much, Scott. Ruben, thank you all for tuning in. Have a great night, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again. Bye-bye.